When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just point to the logo on my chest and tell them. Slam me, ego. Slam me, ego. Slam me, ego. Slam me, ego. Hit it up hard. Hit it with strike. From the national anthem to the bottom of the night. I'm in. Slam me, ego. Slam me, ego. Slam me, ego. Slam me, ego. You already know what's up. What's that? Another home run. Cause you know the job ain't done. Till we hold that trophy up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 316 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here on this, what is today, Monday, January 9th. Uh, We got some stuff to talk about. Padres, free agency. What should their priority be right now in free agency? You know, you can make the case that starting pitching should be the Padres' priority just in general this offseason still. Uh, if you're not confident in the group of starting pitchers that they have, but in free agency in particular, should that be where the Padres should be, you know, focused in on and acquiring talent there? Uh, we'll get to that. That's the main topic, obviously, on the show. Uh, Fernando, he is back in San Diego. Earlier this morning on his Instagram, he posted some video or whatever, uh, of him in the clubhouse with his silver slugger that he won in 2021 when he was still playing, obviously. And he hit over 40 home runs, even though he missed like 30 games with the subluxations. Uh, But he posted a picture with with that silver slugger and he captioned it with, I want to win 12 more of these, something like that. Uh, So he's back in San Diego. 
He was able to resume baseball activities this past weekend. We learned that from Dennis Lynn. So everything is great there. Uh, the timetable, he should be ready for spring training according to things that I've read. And uh, I think that's what Dennis Lynn said this past week. And hopefully he's ready to go by April 20th when he is eligible to come off uh, the the restricted list, suspended list, whatever you want to call it. He has 20 more games to serve. Hopefully there's no suspensions or anything like that. Uh, not suspensions, sorry. Postponements of games um, in the first 20 games of the year, and we can get him back when he is scheduled to come back, which I believe is April 20th against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And then I think his first home game back will be the same day that Will comes back to San Diego, the Reds will be in town May 1st. So that game will be sold out at Petco, just like many others will. Petco's probably going to have a record, I would think, of sellouts this year. This is the most anticipated Padres season in franchise history. Uh, so, yeah, I would not be surprised if they break attendance records again this season. Um, another note, that I wanted to mention here. The Padres, they have agreed to an extension, a contract extension, with not someone on the roster, but Delaware North, uh, who serves the concessions and all that. So yeah, I probably, uh, I probably let some people down there with agreed to a contract extension with. No player. Uh, some fans obviously wish that was Manny's name in there instead of Delaware North. We don't really care about that. Uh, but that's a storyline that we're going to continue to be watching. Are the Padres going to be able to lock down Manny on an extension uh, before he gets to that opt-out decision? I already did a whole episode, my last episode, on that. What I would give him, which was 13 years, 332 uh if you want more on that, you can go watch or listen to that episode. I do encourage you to do so. That's on YouTube, podcast platforms, uh, and there's some clips up on here on this YouTube channel as well. Uh, but without further ado, let's get to the main topic today. Should starting pitching still be the priority in free agency? Like, like I said at the beginning, you can make the case that starting pitching, getting a fourth or a fifth starter like Johnny Cueto should probably still be the priority. Uh, in general, but should going the free agent route in free agency specifically, should getting starting pitching be the number one priority for the Padres? I am probably going to make the case today, no. Um, I think starting pitching should probably still be the priority in general, but I think there are better names out there on the trade market than there are on the free agent market. And maybe the Padres are priced out of Johnny Cueto. Because the Marlins and the Reds are in on him. Like, like, if I were Johnny, I'd go to the Padres, right? Contender, all that. But maybe Miami is, like, willing to pay money for Cueto. Give him, like, a multi-year deal, and the Padres aren't comfortable in doing that. Let's say they miss out on Cueto. The remaining starting pitching free agents are Zach Greinke, it seems like he's going back to the Royals. And even if he's not, that's not very appealing to me. Uh, Mike Miner, Dylan Bundy, you want to pay $12 million for him? That's what his market value is, according to Spotrac. Uh, 
Chris Archer, Chad Cole, who the Padres pounded when he was with the Rockies. You want to pay him 10 mil? No. Uh, Michael Walker, you want to pay him almost 12 million? Maybe he gets more than 12. Might as well just brought back, brought back Manaya or Clevenger. And the Padres didn't have an interest in doing that, right? So just the free agent options, they're not that appealing. But if you look at the trade market, you got Pablo Lopez, Edward Cabrera, Trevor Rogers. Those are all Miami pitchers. So if Cueto goes to the Marlins, then it's probably a higher likelihood, better chance of the Marlins dealing one of those starting pitchers. And the Padres seem like a fit, at least for the Padres' sake, getting controllable young starting pitchers. So Lopez has multi-year control. Edward Cabrera, Trevor Rogers, Mitch Keller with Pittsburgh. Adrian Hauser, Milwaukee just brought in Wade Miley. Uh, so Hauser, he's kind of on the outside looking looking in on that Milwaukee rotation. I, I like those options. Those options seem more appealing to me than giving a one-year deal to Danny Duffy or Chris Archer or Mike Miner or Dylan Bundy or, you know, like Zach Grinke. I don't even think he would come. Maybe he would, but it seems like he just wants to end his career in Kansas City. Um, so I'd go the trade market, and if we're just looking at free agency, what should the Padres' priority be in free agency? I think the case should be made, or at least I'm going to make the case, the priority in free agency, specifically free agency, should be to go get another outfielder. And I know that the Padres, they just went and got Adam Engel to be the fourth outfielder. That's what it seems like. But right now, the Padres' outfield depth is not strong. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, you get Fernando Tatis Jr. back April 20th. That makes your outfield a lot better. Yeah, it does. But it's not a guarantee that Fernando's going to be healthy. Now, I know that he had surgeries, and so that's supposed to lower the, the risk, lower the chances of him messing up his shoulder again with the subluxations, right? You don't think that he's going to swing the bat and his shoulder is going to get messed up or slide into a base and his shoulder is going to get messed up. But it still can happen. And there are other body parts that can get hurt, that can be fractured, right? That can be sprained. So, And we know Fernando goes all out. So it's not a, it's not a guarantee that he stays healthy. It's not a guarantee that Soto is healthy or Grisham. So I'd be more comfortable and feel better about this Padres outfield if they went and go and and got another free agent outfielder on the market, um, the free agent outfielders are better than the free agent starting pitching options, if that makes sense. So in free agency, I think outfield is probably the priority. Um, just getting one more. I don't know if the Padres are thinking about getting one more or they plan on getting another outfielder via free agency. They could do it via trade as well. but. I think the outfield free agent options are good. I mean, if you look at the Padres' outfield depth right now, before we get into the free agent options, Juan Soto is in right, Trent Grisham, and then Adam Engel is your starting left fielder. He had a 64 OPS plus this past year. That's not good. Yeah, he's great defensively. He can start, but don't expect any offense from him. Who's after that? Jose Azokar? I'm, I'm fine with them being on the roster, but 
Azokar, he's the same player as Adam Engel, right? Engel might have a little more power potential, but those are like the same players. Speed, defense, you're not going to get much hitting out of them. Azokar, OD, uh, he had a 85 OPS plus this past year. Brandon Dixon, another option. 14 at-bats in 2022. He's probably going to be on the roster, I would think, unless they go with Eggy Rosario as an infield option because Dixon can play the outfield and he can play the infield. But I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Brandon Dixon. Nothing against him, um, like personally or anything. I, I just don't have enough. I don't have confidence in him, really. David Dahl, we'll see what he can provide, but he feels like no more Rosario. Like maybe he could come up be impactful for a little bit, but then you realize, well, you know, you know why he's on a minor league deal. There's a reason, right? He had a 95, he has a 95 OPS plus for his career, which is below league average. Um, Taylor Colway hasn't played in the big leagues, did well in El Paso, but we know that can be a little misguiding. Uh, Preston Tucker has not been in the big league since 2018. So right now it's Soto Grisham Angle as your starting outfield. Wouldn't we be a little more confident and feel better about this outfield if the Padres brought in someone like Jerks and Profar? Maybe that's out of their price range. But still, we'd be more confident if they brought in someone like David Peralta. Probably, right? And have him be the starting outfielder while Tatis is still suspended. And you have Angle as your fourth outfielder on opening day instead of your starting left fielder. What about Tommy uh, Tommy Pham? He's not coming back. Uh, but Corey Dickerson, 100 OPS plus this past year. Chad Pinder, there are some people that are strong on him. I'm not, or they like him. They're high on him. I'm not very high on him. But Bob Melvin knows him, comfortable with him, knows what he can do, what he can't do. So I'd be open to bringing him in, but he feels more like a fourth outfielder option. I want to bring in someone that will be the fourth outfielder when Tatis comes back, that can be a starting outfielder. Like, we're, we're, we feel good about them being a starting outfielder on opening day. Instead of saying, well, he's not really a starting outfielder, but we have to start him in the outfield on opening day, if that makes sense. Um, so Profar's out there, 111 OPS plus uh, this past season. Market value is like $15 million a year. I don't think the Padres want to do that. So I still lean towards Profar not coming back, but we haven't heard anything about Profar, really. Like, we've heard some things about, okay, Profar might fit this team, the Mariners or the Rangers or the Marlins maybe, but uh, the Yankees, but we haven't heard of, like, okay, these, these teams are close, they're vying. We haven't heard that, like, vying report, right, that we've heard with Johnny Cueto. Oh, these teams are vying for Jerks and Profar. These are finalists for Jerks and Profar. We don't know when he's going to sign. He could sign now. He could sign in spring training. We just don't know. So maybe the market just isn't as strong as he would like it to be. So I'm still kind of holding out that hope. Maybe he has a one-year deal, comes back one year. But you're not going to have a better year than you did last year if you're Profar, right? So I don't think he comes back on a one-year deal, but I guess that's... I'm still holding out a little bit of hope. Not, I don't have a lot of it. Uh, but like David Peralta, I'd love to have him as a Padre. He killed the Padres when he was with the Diamondbacks, but he's a lefty bat. That helps. Um, and 
we know that this guy is a starting caliber outfielder. And not just starting, he can excel as an outfielder. Um, like this guy, he is he he's someone that can wake up, get out of bed and hit. You know, there's some guys it's like that guy is just a pure hitter, you know? So I'd like I mean, you're not expecting a lot of power from David Peralta, but he can help you, right? And he can he would be better than Adam Engel as a starting outfielder, I think. Like Engel, if Grisham gets hurt or whatever, he gets traded, you can put him in center, have a Zokar in center, like, okay. But Engel's like, he feels best as a center fielder. Put him in a corner, that probably diminishes his value, and then he doesn't give you offense on top of that. You know, I just don't feel great about him being a starting outfielder right now. Maybe he's worked on some stuff and, you know, he can be a pleasant surprise, like Profar was this past year. So we can still keep that door, that possibility open. But again, like I said earlier, I, I'd feel better if the Padres got another outfielder that's more of a starting caliber corner outfielder. There's Corey Dickerson out there. There's Alex Dickerson um, in the trade market. There's Seth Brown, Brian Reynolds, Max Kepler, Brian Reynolds. He's obviously the best option out there, but the Pirates, they're just contradicting themselves right now. I put out a video on my new MLB channel. Check that out. Baseball struck. Um, and I just talked about how the Pirates, they're, they're, they're asking for like this huge trade package for Brian Reynolds. But according to John Heyman, they're offering Reynolds six years, $75 million on an extension offer. So if you want this big trade package, shouldn't you be offering Brian Reynolds like $150 million? Definitely more than $100 million, definitely more than what you're offering? Because $75 mil, that's your extension offer. So this guy isn't that great of a player, or else you'd be offering more in an extension. They just don't want him to be on the Pirates. That's what it seems like. But they want to get the most back that they possibly can. But that, that's kind of contradicting there. I don't see the Padres acquiring Brian, Brian Reynolds because the Padres, the, they're going to have to give up Jackson Merrill and, and a lot more probably based on what the Pirates want to ask for. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Based on what their asking price is right now, right? So I don't see that happening. But Max Kepler's out there. I like him. Seth Brown, he can play the infield and he can play the outfield. I'd like to have Seth Brown as a Padre. Um, he does have power potential, definitely more than Chad Cool. And he, I think he's one of the more 
underrated players in the game. I know this episode, it's about free agency and what the Padres' priority should be in free agency and going through those free agent options. But while we're at it, looking at Seth Brown, he had a 116 OPS plus this past year, a 1-7 war, hit 25 home runs. And Oakland, you know, what they do is they get these young, talented players. They're not going to pay them in an extension, obviously. So they have them for a couple years, a few years. If they're all together, like Olsen and Chapman and all of them were, they try to go, you know, make the playoffs a couple years, see what they can do. And then once that happens and you can get some value back for them, multi-year, multiple years of control left, then they deal them. That's what it feels like they did. Well, that's what they did with Sean Murphy, what they did with Chapman and Olsen and everyone, Montas. Um, and here, that's what they can do with Seth Brown. So I, I'd like Seth Brown, but that's a trade piece. But my point here for this this, ep- this episode, this show here, free agent options, specifically for agency, I think the Padres should look for outfield over starting pitching right now. Especially after Johnny Cueto is off the market, if they don't get Johnny Cueto. Because the options, they're, unless you can get Walk on a one-year deal, even then, he, he'll be the best starting pitching option out there after Cueto is off the board. So he'll probably get double digits per year in a, in a salary, even if it's a one-year deal, at least 10 mil. Do the Padres want to do that? You know, I, I don't know. So that's my point here. If we look at the Padres' rotation options, you got Darvish, obviously, Musgrove, Snell, Lugo, Martinez. Those are the five right now in the rotation. It's decent, but we'd feel better if they had another veteran starter, right? That can eat innings and we'd be confident in in a postseason spot because we don't know if Seth Lugo is going to work out in the rotation long term this year. We don't know if Nick Martinez is going to work out long term in the rotation. And if they don't, then you're going to be relying on the depth that you have, right? Um, depth options past those five that I named. You got Adrian Morahone, Jay Groom, Brett Honeywell, Reese Kinnear, Pedro Avila, Ryan Weathers, Wilmer Font, and Julio Tehran. Those are the main options. Um, I feel pretty good about those options. I'm not, I'm not saying that I feel great about those options like NLCS Game 4, throw those guys out there. But to get through innings, it's not the end of the world. If the Padres have to go to Morahone, uh, go to Tehran, go to Jake Groom, Wilmer Font, go to those guys in April if they have to cover some injury, uh, some innings, excuse me. Uh, if they go to a six-man or they just want piggyback situations for some guys just to keep arms healthy, if they want to do that at, at another point in the season. I don't think that's the end of the world. So I don't think the starting pitching situation has to be solved by now. Like I don't think they have to go get an arm, be pressured to go get an arm in free agency so that they can say, all right, we got that other veteran starter the fan base wanted. You know, if they go into the, if they go into spring training, go into the season like this, I don't think it's the end of the world and they keep exploring the trade market. I'd be fine with that, to be honest. Um, You did get Seth Lugo. They seem like this guy's going to be a starting pitcher. I don't know what their belief level is in him being a starting pitcher long-term, if they think that 
he's going to be able to be a starting pitcher for the entire season. But I'm fine with him starting at least to begin the season, and we'll see what happens. And Adrian Morho Morhone, he's 23. We know he can provide multiple innings uh, as long as he's healthy. 92nd percentile with his fastball this past season. Jay Groom, four, uh, sub-4 ERA in 2022. I know he hasn't made the big league roster. He hasn't made an appearance in the big leagues when he was with Boston. Hasn't appeared so yet with uh, the Padres. But he was thought of well with the Red Sox, and he's like the 12th prospect, I want to say, for the Padres right now. Um, Brett Honeywell, the upside's there. He's pitched fantastic this offseason, Dominican Winter League. I know that's not Major League Baseball. It's not even the minor leagues, but there are some former Major League players that play in that league. There are Major League players that play in that league. And I trust the Padres scouting. I just do. They have a good track record. Um, and so hopefully they can get something out of him. They can keep him healthy. If he's healthy, I'm totally fine with him pitching in big league games. Um, Reese Kinnear, he can come up. Spot starts. Ryan Weathers. Hopefully, Ruben Diablo can fix him, can work with him, and he can be better than he was in 2022, which was not good. Uh, Wilmer Font, I'm fine with that option. 180-plus innings this past year uh, in KBO. Juliette Tehran is kind of like, yeah, we'll see if he can be healthy, get what you can get. Uh, kind of like Brent Honeywell, but Honeywell obviously is younger, has the higher upside. Uh, but that that those are a lot of options. That should be fine for the Padres to start the season, if injuries happen, if injuries happen, stuff like that. I do still want them to get another starter before the postseason, if it's the trade market, whatever. If it's the trade market, they get Pablo Lopez before the trade deadline. Okay, that's good. Uh, if they get Edward Cabrera, Trevor Rogers, get someone before the deadline. If they do that, then I'm fine. Because I do expect this team to be a postseason team. Um, as I've said multiple times here, I just don't think they need to be desperate starting pitching-wise, specifically starting pitching in the free agent market now. I think they're fine. Uh, Johnny Cueto, I'd like to have him. But I don't know if he's the difference in the Padres making it to the World Series. Uh, sure, he had a good year this past year, but is he going to do that again? Are the Padres willing to give him $15 million to bet on him doing that again? Right? I think that's a question that we have to ask, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my point. If When we talk about the outfield, the depth options, as I already went over, they're not great. They're not strong, I don't think. Um, so, free agency, I think, is what the Padres should be looking at there to get one more. Someone who's better than Adam Engel. Um, and let's say an infielder goes down. I was talking about Tatis's health, him not being a guarantee to go or to be healthy. Let's say Tatis is healthy because he has the shoulder surgeries uh, or because of the surgeries and the wrist, and he's good, which I'd, I'd, I'd sign up for. I'd love to have him healthy, obviously. What if Kim gets hurt? Because we know him, he goes all out, or Crony gets hurt. Or Carpenter gets hurt. Um, or Bogarts gets hurt. Or Manny. Knock on wood. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. You know? If something happens there, Tatis becomes very valuable. You put him in the infield. Put him at short. 
move the infield pieces around. Then getting that fourth outfielder, getting David Peralta, getting someone like that, that will be very important. That will come up huge for the Padres because you don't have to have Adam Engel playing every day. You can have David Peralta playing most days or Profar playing most days or Seth Brown via the trade market playing most days. You know, So I think that is something to consider as well because injuries are going to happen. You know, we don't really see, at least not that I can remember, a team stay, like everyone stay healthy the whole year. Position player-wise, like pitching-wise, we know that's not going to happen. But even position player-wise, like that doesn't happen, you know? So getting that extra outfielder, I think it's going to help. All right, I'm going to get to the chat here, but first, this episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so Greg here in the chat uh, says he wants a trade in pitching. We're going to be in trouble if we don't get another pitcher. Maybe, yeah, probably we might be in trouble come postseason time if they don't get another pitcher, but... I hope that they will, at least before the trade deadline. I don't think they'll be in trouble, to be honest, um, at the beginning of the regular season, uh, the first month or two. If they just go with this current group of pitchers, Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Lugo, Martinez, and then the depth options I talked about earlier. I don't think they'll be in trouble with that. Right? Remember, it's about getting to the postseason and then having the pieces necessary to get through the postseason. Right? And they had Manaya and Clevenger. That that kind of hurt them. Not kind of. It really hurt them in the postseason, you know. Um, but in trouble, I, I don't think they'll be in trouble at the near the beginning of the season if this is what they have going in, to be honest. Um, Greg says Jerickson won't ride the bench. Tatis and left. Well, uh, Jerkson, he'd be a valuable utility guy, and he'd be the starting left fielder uh, before Tatis comes back. And if an injury happens, wouldn't we feel much better if Jerkson was on the team if an injury happened or when an injury happens at some point? Because Jerkson can play the infield, can play a lot of positions there, can play positions in the outfield as well. He could DH. You know, like, I'd be much... I'd feel much better if Profar was on the team, but Profar, he's going to get his money. So I don't know if the Padres want to do that. But maybe the market comes back to them. We have not heard anything about Profar's market, really. Justin, uh, with the question, will Honeywell be a starter or a bullpen guy? Probably a starter. They'll at least try him as a starter, and then if things don't work out or he can't stay healthy, then maybe it's better off for them to go the bullpen route. But he's going to start as a starting pitcher. Preston says, I think Profar is seeking too much money, plus we already paid his buyout. I'm happy running out who we have acquired so far, unless Peralta is much cheaper on a one-year deal. Yeah, uh, if Profar, or not Profar, if Peralta gets one-year, seven mil, eight mil, like A.J. Pollock signed with the Mariners recently, then I'm, I'll, I'm fine with that. Go get him. And with Profar seeking too much money, uh, well, 
you say plus we already paid his buyout. That doesn't matter. You can still bring him back even paying the buyout. The buyout was just that's just part of the contract to put him in free agency. Um and I think Profar at the beginning of the offseason, probably seeking too much money, is a Boris client. Maybe he has seen the market not be as strong as he thought it was going to be for him. And now he's saying, uh, you know what, I'll be maybe not five years. Maybe I'm open to three, four years if he gets the AAV he wants. You know? I don't know if the Padres want to do that, but yeah, I think he's going to get He's going to end up getting less total money than he probably thought he was going to get at the beginning of the offseason. But he's still going to get paid. Yeah, Preston says, I also heard Cueto is looking for 15 mil or more. Not worth it in my opinion. Yeah, 15 mil for Cueto, that, that's probably a stretch. I agree. Nico says, sign an outfielder or two. Trade Grisham for a left-handed pitcher that can fill in the fourth spot. So, if we trade Grisham, you're good with Adam Engel as the starting center fielder. I think Grisham has better offensive potential there. Um, more power than Engel. Engel can definitely... You're good. I'm good with Engel as the starting center fielder defensively, but offensively is shaky. Uh, Grisham, I think he can bounce back. Like He's not going to be worse than he was this past season. Um, but if you have to trade Grisham for Pablo Lopez, then you probably do it. Uh, I don't know. Let me know. Would you trade Grisham? It wouldn't be straight up. I think you'd probably have to give up a little more than that. But if you get to keep Kim, you trade Grisham. I know I said probably a couple weeks ago that Kim is probably a better trade person. or He's probably better to trade over Grisham just because of the outfield depth. Padres have the infield depth. They just, the outfield depth is not strong. So Grisham is very valuable. Um, and you'd be selling low on Grisham. Maybe you're selling high on Kim, right? Uh, but if you do trade Grisham, you probably get back a controllable starter. I, I'd hope. So maybe it is worth it for some of you. Um, it, it probably have to be the right guy. I'm not trading Grisham just for any controllable starter. Uh, Nico says we need a utility guy. I mean... Kim can play a lot of different infield positions. Uh, Carpenter is kind of a utility guy, but you just hope that he can stay healthy. Brandon Dixon is a utility guy. Profar is the best utility option, right? But he's probably going to get more than what the Padres want to pay him or more years than what the Padres want to give him, right? So if you have to lower your, your, your sights on a utility guy, Maybe you're just fine with sticking with Brandon Dixon and just seeing what he can do. Uh, and you can bring up Eggy Rosario if you need to, bring up Taylor Colway, David Dahl to play multiple outfield positions, and that's just the way you roll. Um, yeah, I don't know about needing a utility guy. They have a ton of shortstops that are playing multiple positions. You know, like, there's a lot of athleticism on the team, I think. Uh, Greg says Lugo is a scrub. I disagree with that. Maybe he's not great starting wise, or maybe that doesn't he doesn't work out starting wise, but he'll work out bullpen wise if he doesn't work out um, in the rotation. He's proven that he can be a quality 
impact reliever. So, no, I disagree with that. I don't think he's a scrub. Yeah, Mike says uh, they should grab McCutcheon for the fourth outfielder in platoon DH. I'd be fine with McCutcheon. He's a guy out there, yeah. I totally forgot about him. That's my bad. Um, yeah, Peralta, McCutcheon, I like those names right there. They can't get pro far. Yeah, one year. McCutcheon, he, you know he's a good clubhouse guy. He still has power. I know he's getting up there, but he still has power. He can play the outfield. Maybe he's not the fastest anymore, but he can still he'd still be a good out, outfield option. He's better, he's a better offense option as a fourth outfielder when Tatis comes back than Adam Engel will be, right? Preston says, I would hate to see Kim go. I know we need pitching, but he had some big hits in the postseason, plus a big clubhouse guy. Super durable as well, like Manny. Yeah, I do like that Kim, you know, he stays on the field. Even when it seems like he gets hurt, like when he dives into second base on a stolen base, it's, it's we're, we're watching it, and it's like, oh, no, is he hurt? He always gets back up and feels it, he ends up being fine. Um, so, yeah, I do like that about him. I don't want to trade Kim. I don't want to trade Grisham. But if I had to pick one of the two right now, it's probably Kim. Because you can move Crony to second. You can put Carpenter at first, or you can bring in another, you can bring in Mancini to play first, or Brandon Belt. There's, I think it's easier to fill the first base position with someone than it is with second base. And they already have an elite second baseman in Jake Cronenworth that can play second if you do trade Kim. Um, and with Grisham, I still believe in him. You're selling low on him. And uh, he does have that power potential still. Like, I like him hitting ninth more than Adam Engel hitting ninth, if that makes sense. All right. Uh, Mike says uh, Peralta went to Seattle, I thought. No, no. Teoscar Hernandez was, Hernandez was traded there from Toronto. Uh, Kyle Lewis, they put, uh, I think they sent him to Arizona. And A.J. Pollock was the one that signed recently free agent deal to Seattle. Maybe they end up bringing in Peralta or they bring in Profar. Uh, I saw an MLB trade rumors earlier today that Seattle might be still looking for another platoon outfielder. So we'll see. But no, Peralta has not signed with anyone as of 12.06 p.m. on January 9th. All right, I think that's going to do it. Talking Friars 316, episode 316. Thank you so much for watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast platforms. I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Go Padres. Thank you again so much for tuning in here.